the episode? No. I did. No. Because yeah. I knew, well, actually, I did know that I was going to have to wait two weeks to see the next episode. Oh. I didn't know that either. They totally snuck that one. <laughs> oh. Way to drop the bomb right on everybody. It's Monday morning if you're listening in the morning. And sorry to bring you this news to hurt the rest of your week, just in case you didn't stay after the credits. Yeah. You know who else yes. is still sleeping right now as it's Monday morning as I'm watching TV? The Hound. Uh, <laughs> he's about to get woken up. Oh, God. <laughs> that was pretty That's sweet. pretty badass. <laughs> I just have to wonder, though, would she have been able to do it? It wasn't a very big rock. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, she's got gravity helping her out, it's too. It's the thought that yeah. counts, though. I think that I was probably confident in the rock's murdering capabilities until I saw how small she was in comparison when she was riding the horse. Yeah, it's so true. And that might have been one of the cutest scenes I think I've ever seen on the show. Cutest? Yeah, it was so it was adorable. <laughs> they're riding, they're riding together on the horse, and, they, and then the, they cut to the wide shot. They're riding away <laughs> like a western. She's all happy. Yeah. yeah, it was a happy moment. She was going to see her mom. That was good. Yeah. That was nice. Mm-hmm. It was. No, I, I'm glad that we broke that wall because I was afraid the hound was never going to mention, oh, hey, I'm a good guy now. So, yeah. but he did. Yeah, I just yeah. love that that one moment where he says, fuck the queen. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> fuck Joffrey. That was a nice call. Yeah, that was that good. Was, that was a great callback. <laughs> yeah, great job. I'm, I'm glad that these guys are writing the next two episodes because, you know, tradition speaking now, I guess we can say that because we're in three seasons now. Eight and nine are generally the more exciting ones when things happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect to see Sansa get married. We were literally talking today, earlier, Micah and Selena and I were talking like, I, I, I was like, I'm sure she's not going to get married until the end of last season, the next season. And here it was. Yeah. Yeah. They, they won't we were all it. like, <laughs> <laughs> You knew? Yeah, of course we knew. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I thought we were all just confused because of the translation from the books to the screen. I was just like, yeah. We're all in the same boat here. And then little do I know, they're like IMing to each other like that he's in for it tonight. <laughs> Joffrey was just terrible. He's just, I mean, I guess that's nothing new. He's reached higher levels of terrible than this, but it was just chilling his behavior through the whole thing. And well done, drunk Tyrion. For- yes. <laughs> that was great. I love the way he like spit. Like he was, yeah. Peter Dinklage was just amazing tonight. Oh, he was He so really good. was. It, it was, it was a pretty incredible performance. Do you think yeah. that he got drunk for this performance? I mean, obviously he didn't, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be more fun if he did. They were like, here, drink this wine. It's really not a prop this time. <laughs> oh, okay. And that was, I mean, that's a subtle thing because you, you can imagine how that feels to have to pretend that you married this character that's 14 years old how creepy that feels yeah it's like oh I i mean i just was sitting there just feeling like oh god this feels so uncomfortable like how are they you know and Tyrion is probably one of the only men um, in Westeros who would feel uncomfortable by that. Yeah, <laughs> because he's actually got yeah, Loris, fair point. But yeah. because he's actually got some um, some decency. I expected when him when he was when he shut the door when they mm-hmm. went, got into their their bed chamber. I assumed at that point he was gonna like. All right, Sansa, like I'm pretending like he just snaps to attention and starts acting normal and then they have some grand escape, but it never happened. But that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, though, because I mean, again, again, you know, deviations from books, we have to talk about them because they are interesting to us. Um, And obviously this scene happened somewhat differently in the book than it did in the show. Um, I suppose that makes sense because they wouldn't. It would be very uncomfortable for us to watch them try to take that any further than they did, maybe. But considering the big age difference between the actors. But I think in the context of the show, I wonder when Tyrion decided, you know, had that wonderful speech about 
you know, not actually taking her to bed until she wanted him to. I wonder if he did that more for Sansa or more for Shay. Because later when Shay comes in, they share that look. It sort of makes me wonder why he didn't. What what his reasoning was. What do you guys think? Well, both. I mean, it, he did seem to... In the moment, he just seemed to genuinely feel like, ugh, like I just can't mm, do this mm-hmm. to her. But then later, it, he did seem to feel like, ah, I made the right decision and things are good with Shay, too. So it did yeah, feel like it was the right decision true. for both. She did check mm-hmm. those sheets pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, good. We're, we're fine. And that means that Joffrey mm-hmm. didn't pay his creepy late night visit either. Yeah. Hopefully. No, he didn't. Okay. So, yeah. He talks a lot of crap. I mean, Joffrey says all that stuff, but we've never actually seen him go to have sex with someone which I-, I think he was just totally emasculated by Tyrion's little <laughs> little speech yeah. yeah I just I didn't expect that to happen because Joffrey has pretty much had his pick of any person always including Sansa so the fact that he reserved it for tonight just proves even more how screwed up in his head he actually is because oh wait you know she's getting married to someone else now I'll give her some attention mm-hmm. instead of not welcome the attention I'm gonna you know try to I guess yeah. usurp the seed or something like that it's yeah it's messed up Prim- a lot of it's really Prim- strange uh, I think yeah. that's part Typical of the reason Joffrey. though as to why Tyrion acts the way he does is because he sees how Joffrey has treated her you know he understands he gets it he knows that he's not the uh, the pick of the litter here for Sansa and he feels that you know, doing anything to her at this point would just be putting more on top of what Joffrey has already done to her. It's a brilliant thing about Tyrion is that he actually takes a moment, sits back and thinks, I wonder how Sansa feels about all of this. Right. <laughs> and he's pretty much the only one in the entirety of King's Landing who does that. So really, I mean, considering that she was going to marry someone, I think he's pretty much the best bet for her. Well, do you guys think that, I mean, I know a lot of people have been complaining lately, they feel like Tyrion's kind of being whitewashed by the show. I mean, do you think that's the case here as well? Because, I mean, I understand, I'm actually relieved they didn't go as far as the book with as far as him actually Mm -hmm. taking his clothes off. I'm like, woohoo, like, that's a great thing. (laughs) But, um, you know, but of course, there there is a degree, I mean, not not because of Peter Dinklage. I mean, I did not want to have to deal with seeing Sophie Turner. Right. Right. She's Sansa and... And yes. th- yeah, yeah, she, that she's, would be... Yeah, she's underage. Like, I did not want to go there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. But, uh, I mean, do we think... So he now, it seems like he seems like more of a gentleman. I mean, he did have some sexual desire in the book. So, so we are now mm-hmm. seeing less of that in the show. And in, in the... And in, in the wedding, in the book, he did kind of get a little bit impatient. He was kind of tugging on her to get her to kneel. So we saw less of that in the show. So he does seem a little more gentlemanly in the show. So, I mean, do you think mm-hmm. there's a little, a little bit of whitewashing in the sense of here? He is coming off, I think, a little bit better on the show than in the book. Yeah, but I think in some ways, like, I think that has a lot to do. I mean, obviously, yeah, I do see what people are saying. But to me, that just makes total sense because we don't get his internal monologue like characters in tv shows can't be as layered as they are in books because we don't see all the layers (laughs) i mean it's as simple as that so i think in terms of of making sure that the audience understands that Tyrion is a good guy they have to make that a little bit more apparent by his actions as opposed to him acting a certain way and then being shown you know waxing lyrical in his head for the next 20 pages about it so I think in I th- I don't know I think it makes it makes total sense translation wise. I'm really glad that they reminded us that she was 14 because I think that that might have gotten lost in translation over the past couple seasons. 
of her mm-hmm. actual age and the fact that you know we got kind of a a, a verbal recount of that i think that yeah. was good because i mean i was kind of unsure where they were placing her so the fact that they actually vocalized it and made it part of show canon i was i was pretty pleased with that I don't think it helps that Sophie Turner is extremely tall, even for her age. I think she's only, what, 17? But she's like she's like 5'10 or 11. She's very yeah, tall. Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, they've said before in the show, like, when she was 13 or whatever, and she looked very young in season one. <laughs> but yeah. in this scene, like, when she said 14, I was like, she's what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Joffrey noticed how tall she was, so he took away the little footstool like an ass. Oh, that was so oh, mean. That was so terrible. <laughs> Like, you I dick. Did, I, just like, what are you doing with that? You're just going to set it over there? I figured, like, Tywin would at least give him a swat. Like, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> I did I did love, speaking did. of Tywin, though, I did love in that scene where uh, Tyrion was telling off Joffrey, like, Tywin just totally took control of that situation. Like, yeah, he luckily. had everything <laughs> under control. And, and he didn't, I mean, he couldn't really, I suppose, but Joffrey would have had Tyrion, like, beheaded at that moment or something, oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah. whipped and, and, like, lick my boots kind of mind frame so i think that tywin did really well with that and he's also just really good at at keeping the peace and i couldn't help but cheer a little bit because obviously i'm on team Tyrion. so i think tywin enjoyed a little bit of that if i'm being honest i think he might have yeah because that's the thing tywin hates Tyrion and he hates joffrey but i'd probably say he hates joffrey more yeah because Tyrion's this kid first off you know not second generation right Mm-hmm. Maybe that has well, something to do with it, or maybe the fact he was just getting really embarrassed by the whole thing. Don't you think? Because there's a lot of other people there. Well, first of all, that, but I think it is also if Tywin believes that uh, Joffrey really is the son of Cersei and Jaime, then he's seeing Joffrey as as much of an abomination as Tyrion, right? And Joffrey is clearly the more rotten seed. So I think, yeah, I think that Ty- Tywin knows what he's doing in that sense, and he'd rather emasculate Joffrey than Tyrion because it also serves his need better. You know who really really enjoyed that scene was the Queen of Thorns. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's just sitting back eating popcorn the whole time. Oh, yes. That was fabulous. Yeah, her whole genealogy figuring out scene was awesome. (laughs) Oh, my God. When we were watching that scene, I was like, is this once upon a time? Like, what's (laughs) happening right now? (laughs) It was really the whole that entire scene. I loved it. It felt so foreign. A lot of a lot of the stuff, like I said, the cowboyish kind of shot from the beginning from a Western and a lot of this fanfare when when it came around the wedding um, again that I didn't see coming. I didn't know this was the day, but um, it felt really different than what I'm used to seeing in Thrones. But. I it, it worked like it it just made sense to me so I I like that they're having more weddings bring them on it's interesting it's fun to watch mm-hmm. I mean I like the snow and stuff but you know <laughs> get yeah. get our favorite characters in a room together drinking wine something's bound to happen you know oh yeah party time it's, it's been a while <laughs> though if you think about it you know we're doing the commentary right now for season one and you go back to some of the scenes that were were in that early part of the series you don't see those people interacting like you were just saying zach very often where you have all of them collectively in one space and you can get good dialogue between them i know i do like it just talking about that wedding and can we just talk about the most brilliant sass by cersei (laughs) (laughs) kira knightley stepped into her body again (laughs) was like nobody cares (laughs) i feel like she's like the voice of tumblr right there that's yes. very, very funny. <laughs> yeah, she is done with the Tyrells. Like, she's like, yes. I will murder you in your sleep, and, Lor- and, Lor- <laughs> and Loris, no one cares. 
Like, just yeah, no. shut up. Loris is just getting it so bad this year. <laughs> when Marguerite went to to wrap her, you know, like to hold her, like this, we're gonna hang out and everyone can see mm. us getting along. She's like withdrawing the entire time. I loved it. I feel like I've seen that happen a few times in real life too. So well acted. It was well done, but I almost feel like I've. I, oh, seriously. I mean. She's a strong woman and she's a great character, but it's just moments like this when she just plays her hand too soon. Like you can tell she doesn't have Tyrion's intelligence because she's getting annoyed, she's getting fed up, but this is not in her best interest. You know what I mean? Like I just couldn't help but like facepalm a little bit because she doesn't have as much control as she thinks she does. And scenes like that just make that really obvious, I think. She's used to being the queen so long that she's lost exactly exactly and she doesn't like isn't she doesn't she realize that no matter what how much of an enemy she like if she she knows that marjorie is playing the game so by by sort of putting that out there in the open between them that's that is making herself vulnerable in a way because Marjorie's still going to be queen. And I just, I was just like, I don't even know why I'm trying to stick up for Cersei because I don't <laughs> like her. But I'm in some you. way, I'm like, come on, Cersei. Because <laughs> she's... I like her too. I mean, mm. she, her character is flawed and, and she's wrong about a lot of things. But I think at the end of the day, she's fueled by the love for her family and obviously her lust for power, which I think most of the people in this show have. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the bottom of it, she has this really strong relationship with with Jamie. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. We just lost Michael. Hold on. It could be Joffrey. I'm doting on <laughs> on, uh, on Cersei right now. I feel terrible, but. <laughs> no, I know. But I feel like we should because she doesn't. I mean, everybody hates Cersei. Everybody hates the cave people and Cersei. Right. So, <laughs> and I always just, I always found her such a fascinating character in the books. And I find her, her lack of, it's one of those, those great characters that George R. R. Martin creates that aren't perfect. And I mean, obviously we know Cersei right. is not perfect, but she's also not perfectly she's so perfectly flawed and she's so vulnerable in some situations like you know not like Sansa but kind of like not actually in any way similarly to Sansa but there is that same level of depth to their characters that I really enjoy she could have it a lot worse in this situation because Loras won't be interested in her anyway (laughs) I think Loras would be more than happy to you know like whenever let's just say the perfect world for for her when everything dies down right Um, Loras and her hanging out and she's like I'm gonna go hang out with Jamie and Loras is like Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) yeah can I come (laughs) (laughs) god oh wow well it was a good episode though I I really loved it and I think that uh, Recently, things have been a little slow and, you know, we can't have everything every single week. It's the the progression of stories and that's how they flow. We didn't see Theon and I think we all asked <laughs> to not God. see that again. Yeah, right? yes. So that's good. Um, And we did get to see Gendry. And I guess we can go ahead and talk about this Gendry scene because Micah has oh. lagged out and he probably wouldn't say nice things about Gendry anyway. Hold on. Oh, okay. So Gendry. <laughs> yeah. I had, it was so funny because, you know, Zach, you sent me that text. You were like, ooh, sexy Gendry time. But all, all I could think of during <laughs> no, that no, no, sexy no, no. Gendry time. I didn't say that. What, I said, what settle did you down. Say? <laughs> I, yeah, you did. But all I could think about during that sexy shirtless Gendry scene was, holy crap, he is going to die. She is going to kill him. <laughs> And this is terrible. I'm so angry. Right. <laughs> and he, she didn't this time, but I'm still terrified. I mean, Sue, what do you think? Do you think that he's going to die this season? 
No, mostly I was just thinking, man, this is bullshit that she's naked again. And as soon as they start to pull down his pants, <laughs> as soon as they start to pull down oh, his pants, so she, gets, she gets on top and we don't see anything. And I just, that made me so mad. <laughs> yeah. That's just not fair. Oh, wow. Well, Mike is dropped what they out. Do in this so show. the ladies that- are taking over right now on Goo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, they could do that, but I just feel like I... I know they've done that with some other characters, but I don't, I think that is a little bit too risky to do that with Gendry at this point. I mean, I don't know for sure. This is, okay, this is me speculating at this point because this is where they have, I just want to make that clear, this is speculation because it has diverged from the books at this point. My speculation is that Davos at this point will intervene. Yes. Yeah. yeah, So I don't think, I don't think that he will die, but I don't know for sure. That's a theory that's going around. And I sort of had the same thought during the episode, but I'm like, I'm like one of those people that I don't dare to be optimistic about it. (laughs) So sure that I'm wrong. But I mean, one, one great thing could be if Davos somehow managed to take Gendry away, um, either with Stannis's help or without his help. And I would love to see that because the thing about killing Gendry in the show I mean, I get over it. The show has a million characters. It's not so much that. The, the the reason why it would really bother me if we did it, if they did it, is because clearly they would have spoken to George R. R. Martin about it. Right. And they would have been like, he would have been like, sure, kill him. I don't need him. And oh. that would really piss me off because right. that would mean that he he's not significant later in the story. And I really feel like he needs to be because... I mean, characters need to be significant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that would just really sort of, whenever I read the books, it would just kind of bum me out because. That's a danger. Mm. It's so dangerous what they're doing right now with the show and the book. And yeah, I, I, it I would mean, spoil the book a little bit if they killed him because we'd know. Right. Although not necessarily because they have said like, I mean, to us, I don't think it's a big deal, but there was that minor Dothraki guy that they killed off that. George mm-hmm. George was kind of in a tizzy about oh I've got him coming back in the winds of winter, and he oh yeah you know and I mean t- for me it's like well you know George who was that it was the guy that they had the blood dro- rider no it was the guy that they had Drogo rip his throat out was named we just watched that today oh, we yeah, just yeah. watched that episode yeah I had a feeling it was that yeah it was him his name Mago or Mago Ma- he, yeah. he he is actually like a living he was like a living character. Right. So he's still alive in the books mm. and will 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 be back at some point and is is pertinent in the Winds of Winter. Micah's here everybody. Right. Hello Micah. Yeah. Anyway, no, continue, sorry. <laughs> this, this is what we call getting around internet issues using oh. We're talking about Gendry and stuff and whatnot. Oh yeah, that was a weird scene. <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> well, I'm sure two people on this show may have enjoyed it more than two other people <laughs> on this show. <laughs> hey, there was. We've just uh, talked about the ratio of nakedness, female <laughs> to male, was slightly right. in you guys' favor. I hate to derail the ab talk for one moment. I want to yes. address what you were just saying really quick, Sue. Um, <laughs> if they deviate too much from book canon with the show, does that spoil the book? Maybe, but this could create an alternate universe for us and we could have two different stories and I'm down for that because both are pretty good. Exactly. I still think this would ruin the show. I mean, in terms of because it's Gendry, because he's Robert's (laughs) bastard. Yeah, because it's Gendry. (laughs) Um, Because he's Robert's bastard, because I feel like 
that like his role later down the line could be really significant. But if they kill him off, I'm not going to think that anymore. Well, good for Joe Dempsey getting more screen time. You think they're yeah, going to yeah, kill yeah, him I agree off with though? That. You really believe that? I don't believe I don't it. Think I just, I, I wonder. I don't think they are now. I think you this think, was the decider for me. You think that they're, they're sending him away with Dallas then? Mm, that's, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> no, no. I didn't even think of that, to be honest. That's... We need another road trip anyway, because what are we going to do? We don't, well, we do, I guess we still have Jamie and Brian. Road kinda. trip. All right. <laughs> Back to the nudity. It happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got we yes. had a few, a few dishes of that this episode, but I, I feel like they were really going for the art and this scene with the Gendry scene. Just the fire and the blood. It was like, what is that movie? Queen of the Damned. The leech, was a little extreme, the leech but... below the belt was not cool. Yeah. Though. I oh. know. <laughs> well, you could kind of after Theon last week, though, it was a little bit tame, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't complain too much, man. I'm just yeah. I'm telling you, they're going for a theme. They had, they were threatening to cut off someone's penis again, and then they had Melisandre dropping the leech on his, his mm-hmm. you know, on him, on his groin again. Like, I'm telling Thank you. Thank you, yeah. They're doing we don't all- say penis on the show, so Yeah, thanks. so yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. we're doing all kinds of <laughs> terrible things to, yeah, to men this season. So I guess that's the thing. That, that's the theme. Right. Yeah. Those three leeches remind me, what were the names that, uh, that Stannis spoke? Balon. Balon. Balon, Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joffrey. Rob and Joffrey, right? Yep. So those are the three pretenders. Mm, those usurping. You're just a pretender. The great Aww. pretenders. They're all vying for. The- she she forgot Mance Raider though. I think she <laughs> didn't have that many leeches. I forgot <laughs> Mance Raider. Well, yeah, you've only screen. seen him once. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he still I, working I, I, on that fire? Is that what he's doing? He's off with yeah. those goats. Yeah. You know he is. Yeah. No, he's working with the goats of the north in order to construct mm-hmm. the largest fire the the north has ever north seen. Has ever seen, and he's still <laughs> building it. It's just a really <laughs> he's nice, like, like they'll see <laughs> coordinated dance effort with everybody. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> yeah, and like the the end of season three will just open with him. Like piling it on, like they'll all see. It's very flammable goat fat. It just goes right through. I, I, I was, uh, I mean, again, this was a great episode, and I thought that we got to see. I, I hate the transition awkwardly, but there was nudity, and then there was more Dana nudity, which I think we haven't seen in a very long time. Somebody was just speculating, actually, over at Wick today, that um, there, I guess there was some gossip column note. Um, uh, Una Chaplin said something in an article that some actress at um, on Game of Thrones complained about, you know, she didn't want to show her breasts anymore. And people were saying they thought that it was Amelia Clark. I'm like, well, there she is tonight naked. <laughs> so apparently it's not her refusing to get naked anymore. So, but everyone thought it must be her because we haven't seen her naked, you know, since like the first season. But well, well, who's that? Who's shown her breasts? It was Roz, and the, they killed her off. <laughs> That's what we it, were wondering. It was Hodor. He's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we miss Christian's prosthetic. <laughs> yes, we, we got Aww. to see that today when we did the commentary. <laughs> oh my god, we That's terrifying. We, all, we just pressed pause and just checked it out for a while. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, but we should have. No, uh, the the, the entire scene with her and the second sons i i really like this because i love the fact that they're able to play so casually this game of thrones i guess mm-hmm. like the war I, I i've always loved that about medieval tactics where the people in charge are so casual yet there are just thousands ready to slaughter each other in their name i also loved oh i don't know how if i loved it i i kind of felt you know when uh whenever that guy whatever his name was was done being just absolutely terrible and he left the tent and danny said you know when when the battle starts kill him first i loved it because it was badass but i have to sort of stop and think you can really tell like how bad of a 
of a strategist Danny is if she would kill off the leader of a troop at the beginning of a battle. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, Danny, wait till the end of the battle. <laughs> you know, that's how they do it in the movies, Danny. You remember watch TV before? Uh, <laughs> no, he, she she was saying if he's the opposition. Like she was saying like if he was um at that point they were the opposition, not on their right. side. So if he was if Miro was Miro is the, the man's name. If he's the opposition and Barristan kills him, that's when he's on the other side. So you do. Right. Oh, I thought it was when they were fighting for. I thought she oh, just yeah, assumed no. they would come back and fight for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, so no, I was no. like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's actually good strategy. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Yeah. That's good strategy, killing him at that point. So, yeah. No. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. I was just like, <laughs> I mean, come on. Don't carry that much of a grudge. You'll like kill your own men. Well, okay, he, I'm, he I'm did get done. that booty slap in at the end and oh, that made God. everyone there uh, mad. Everyone was just uncomfortable and mad about that. <laughs> I know. Yes. I was like, dude, that guy's a, a douchebag. <laughs> hmm. Really glad he But got then there was Dario with his fabulous hair. Yeah, who I assume is a new babe magnet right now, right? Like, that's his role. Her, like, he's just <laughs> the best candy. looking guy. He's just going to come in and slay everybody that doesn't like her. I like it. That's cool. I have to wait and see. Yeah. I have to wait and see about him. I know he has a really good body underneath that clothing. Oh, okay. I have to get. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen this photos. Knows. I've seen. I've, I've seen photos on Tumblr. I know. You're right. <laughs> but um, uh-huh. we'll have to get to know the. Uh, you have to show yeah. me those blogs after we. Yeah, finish. yeah. What, yeah, what yeah, blogs? Yeah, yeah. I posted the pictures. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> From your private collection. Well, Melisandre anyway. and Gendry today. <laughs> Are the uh, what can I say? the, the second son? Are they are they a bit like the Brotherhood without banners of the no. the East? <laughs> no, they're like a mer- no. they're just uh, cell swords, right? Yeah. yeah, these are just mercenaries. Oh, they're okay. entrepreneurs, guys. They put a bunch of people together and they get paid a lot of money for their strength. Yeah, they'll just murder but you I think, for money. That's it. Yeah, but but I think probably Dario might have a bit more of the Brotherhood mentality because he had some really you know fun. Th- you can always tell when they're trying to make you like a character when they right. make him say like really. Um, really modern things like you know i love the thing what what did he say like god the gods gave us two joys uh, uh, bedding women who want to be bedded right. and killing a man who wants to kill you or something yep. like that it was a really great quote i'm sorry that i totally butchered it <laughs> well i mean if you boil it down to life i mean i guess it's kind of like that except in the modern world it's like finding a girlfriend who likes the same video games you do and finding a job that pays enough for cool rent exactly <laughs> no but it's it's more than that though i think it's just a case of, of him saying you know there's no basically he's like telling that other guy off you know like there's no honor in enforcing your way to stuff like the the, the great things in life are are those that choose you? <laughs> like Game of Owns. You've listened. Oh. There's so many other podcasts out there. Yes. And you pick this one to listen to. Yes. <laughs> we don't force you to listen. Well, actually, well, I take that yeah, back. Yeah, we kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, no, but I, I, I forgot a scene. And I, I mean, I think it was probably for me. The, I don't want to say the best one I've seen, but I turned. My brother was watching with me tonight. And I, I turned to him and I said, I think that was my favorite scene. But when Davos and Stannis had Mm -hmm. just a seriously just it was a talk. They were just having a conversation. And I thought that a lot got revealed about how they both thought about things. And I'm glad that he's out of jail now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, He needs Davos at his side at all times. And I like that Stannis recognized that. Yeah, you could just tell he just needed to talk to him so bad. Like that's his his. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He has Stannis. Yeah, he has seems Stannis has seemed so. 
well, I was going to say he has seemed so ill at ease, but I guess he's always ill at ease, but he has mm-hmm. seemed more so, you know, of course, since Blackwater. But when he was talking to Stan, um, to Davos, he just seemed to feel better already just talking to him. I don't know. He just, and I was like, yeah, you need your friend, man. Get to it. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's, he's having a little crisis at home because yeah. this new chunk of man meat that's all young and fresh <laughs> has been, you know, and like his lady, I guess, assuming that the way he feels about her, it's kind of up in the air. But, you know, she brings Gendry in and he, she's like, you know, what I'm going to do to him. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, you're mm. going to kill him. That's much better instead of <laughs> making Stannis jealous. But no, she did what Stannis didn't want her to do, I think, deep down. And I didn't really see... The proof in the fire with the leeches. I'm assuming that we're going to find out more about it. Mm-hmm. I think it was very yes. telling. I mean, I think what he was doing is he was trying to get validation for who these other kings were really going to be. You know, if the flames shot up, at least that's what my anticipation was by throwing these leeches in there. It would tell him that perhaps Joffrey or Balin or uh, Rob were actually the true king, not him. Okay. That that was my take from it. I don't know if anybody else got that. I think there's other that things you could take, take away from it. it. I thought he was uh he was just basically like, you know, um naming the people that he was going to go after, you know what I mean? Like that was that was what he was doing. I thought it was a curse. I think there's more the that you can take away them. from that scene, but mm-hmm. we can move forward and not talk yeah. about that scene anymore. You you were talking about Davos before. Um, I like the reading mm-hmm. scene. I don't know if you guys talked about that at all before I was able to get back online, but that was just a really cool moment where he's sitting there and he just finally has that realization that he understands these words. Well, enough's a hard word. I, I'll give him that. It's strange looking. <laughs> Congrats to you, man. Congrats that's, to that's uh, a big milestone. Shireen for teaching him how to read. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're learning how to read, starting with the, all those Valerian names has got to be the hardest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we can't even read them. <laughs> like, How many times I've seen Targaryen misspelled and you got it right, buddy? <laughs> like, it's like, holy jeez. <laughs> like, what a way to start learning to read. Jesus. <laughs> that was funny, by the way, when, when Gilly or when Sam was listing off names for Gilly. And it's just, you just remember how, how weird these names are in Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, they're just like m- amalgamations of normal names. Gaiman. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gaiman. Gaiman. What a great name. But he said John. I was like, oh. Yeah. He just slipped that in there. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't really, yes. Really and then he like, there was a long pause and he was like, oh, damn, she's not biting. Fine, Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> Gaiman, fine. <laughs> <laughs> She goes Craster, and he was like, "Shit, don't call yeah. him that." Nope. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's your kid, but please don't. It's yeah. The only male name she knows. Oh, <laughs> well, that's cute. Mormont that was kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Mormont Tarly, not a bad yeah, name. No, it's got a ring to it. Come here, Morm. 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 <laughs> Morm. <laughs> that's too Star Trekky. Morm. Yeah, he he could be a he good cook. He would be cook, best friends with Mord. Yes, go. he would. Yeah. Wow, there's too many of these parallels that we're drawing. This is dangerous. <laughs> well, they were they were in the snowy, uh, secretive place in the world, and you know, of course, what better place to stop than a crying tree and sure. a nice little shack? I, I'm assuming that this is where the men of the Night's Watch would take their vows, just north of the wall, correct? Mm, I don't know if they're that close to the wall. They might not be. I just assumed that that was like a, a Night's Watch shack by the weirwood tree that they take their vows out. Just north. I mean, I might be wrong. I'm assuming, I'm assuming there's a lot more trees out there, but yeah, there were a lot of the ravens. I don't know. 
Yes, they there were a lot, a of, lot ravens. of ravens. Those were all of Mormont's ravens, weren't they? Or Amon's, I guess. Uh, they could be. They. See, I thought they were wild, or maybe somebody else's ravens. I had a couple thoughts about those. I ravens. thought we were going to see well, everyone that I. But yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought so too. I thought so too. But yeah, but then in retrospect. <laughs> 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 In retrospect, though, I mean, it makes sense that we did it because this moment when Sam stabs uh, the the White Walker, even though it happened differently in the book, this that need to, that needed to happen. It did. Yeah, it did absolutely. need to happen. But he forgot to take the dragon so. glass with him. Stabbing Sam. That's true. We'll I noticed that. that. Stabbing. Yeah. Sam. He has more. He has more. Right. Surely he's got to. Yeah. So I was I was really impressed by the end of the episode. I I, I really liked it for. You know, maybe the last couple of episodes, barring the Brian Cogman one, um, you know, mm-hmm. I was kind of a little bit underwhelmed, but I really liked the end to this episode. And as we were talking about before, I thought either, number one, we were going to get introduced to a new character, but Selena, you pointed out, wouldn't necessarily have made sense right away. Um, or I thought we mm-hmm. were going to get a little bit more character interaction, but that didn't happen yet either. No. Yeah. I think I think we're on a good track with uh, Sam and Gilly though. Like it's it's one of the many stories this season that I really am so surprised by how little screen time they've gotten. Because considering how many Theon torture scenes we've had and how many John and Egret conversations we've had, like they have enough time. Right. But then again, they are dragging certain things out because they can't have everything happen in season three considering yeah. they also have season four to fill. So it makes sense. But I think storylines like Sam and Gilly's are definitely heading somewhere good now. Yeah, I think they'll run into some people excited. by the end of the season, hopefully. Yeah. Maybe season finale, yeah. Maybe. I'm hoping. That would, yeah. That would be a good place to... The Reigns of Castamere. I like how they slid that in there. Oh, that's a great story. and <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just, just to menace the Tyrells a little bit more, but yeah, I'm glad that they slipped in. Oh, the Tyrells are unmenaceable, though. I think at this point. <laughs> you know what? Marjorie looked a little frazzled though after she that that very direct threat. I think Marjorie is so used to people being all subtle and little court mm. games. The fact that the fact that Cersei came right out and was like, "I'm going to strangle you in your sleep if you do that again." Marjorie really looked frazzled, so I don't think she's used to That's that. True. That kind of hardball. That is true. That's a very good point. And maybe we are not giving Cersei enough credit because, I mean, Cersei is tired of playing the games. And in some cases, you do need to break break the wall, if you will, and <laughs> um, and just sort of come outright and acknowledge stuff. The, the only thing I'm thinking of is last time someone did that, their name was Ned Stark and it didn't end very well for them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that was with Cersei, ironically enough. So she should know better than to call people out on their bullshit, you know? Yeah. yeah, I guess there's really, I mean, that kind of owes true to the real world. It's like, play your cards correctly, Cersei, no matter how mad you get. You might have had a little bit too much wine, which is why there's a drinking age, right? Something like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. She even tries to jump exactly. the gun on the episode name. It's like two weeks from now. And she's already <laughs> talking about the reigns of Castamere. <laughs> right. Well, two weeks. Oh, what are we going to do next week? Let's think. I don't know. Something um, fun. We can have a Game of Owns pool party and invite all the listeners. Sue, you coming? <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's already there. She's already on her yeah, way. No, yeah. bring your fun noodles, everyone. Those bring your nice. uh, Dario pictures. and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, just bring a, an iPad with this episode on it with everything cut out except the Gendry scene. I'm already taking my yeah. pants off. I'll be right there. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to where how Danny's 
story with all of this is going to close because now when I mean, we just had a conversation recently that she had a lot of people like she has a, a decent army of 8,000 people that are pretty strong and she has dragons and she has the Selm as I like to call the them. Selm. I read that I like in a it. book. It's called the, the Selm. Selm. I found it in a book. I read forward and I found the Selm. That's a spoiler. Whoops. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's cool that she has more fighters now. And I, I think it's good for drama sake. And I think it's good for our entertainment sake, personally. At least I know for me to see Jorah get a little bit annoyed by every hunk she brings around. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we were just doing commentary on season one and you can just see him seething every time Drogo looks at her knowingly. Like, oh, you, you're my wife. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hope that wound festers and you die, sir. <laughs> Definitely. I wonder if Danny, if Danny is going to close out the season again. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I if I, if I were a betting man, I would bet against <laughs> yes. that. I no, because yeah. that seems to be the trend. <laughs> no, that's true. And then whatever you guys are talking about will probably happen Why next week or trend? in two weeks. Sam closed out the season last year. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, just in terms of Danny having that big, because like in the whole the structure of the seasons have kind yeah. of Danny's episode has kind of been the final episode, both in season one and season two. Right. That's a good point, but I think there might be other things. Yeah, I have. I will close out yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Oh my god, yeah. it's so exciting! <laughs> poor Zach. Well, everybody else who's like me, let's become friends with each other. <laughs> Share marshmallows at this pool party. I'm not allowed in the pool. I have weak knees, and uh, I I just stick to recounting the episode. Like everybody else who is shocked and confused at a lot of things that happened. I, for one, mm-hmm. am glad that Gendry is still alive. The difference with this episode is that a lot of the scenes were much longer. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like they switched between a lot of different characters. They kept it pretty consistent throughout the episode. So I feel like there's yeah, a little bit less was, to talk about. I mean, there was one tiny Arya scene and there was no Jamie and Brienne. There was no Robin uh, and Catelyn and uh, Talisa. There was no John. Like, there was so much that Thankfully, just didn't happen no this Thankfully, there was no Theon. <laughs> no Theon? No, exactly. It's, there was no Theon's sister, who we still haven't seen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Eric was actually at this wedding. That's why he couldn't make it oh, for the commentary why. and for this that's episode. I, I really uh, personally enjoyed the flow of how they distributed this episode, though. I, I guess that's why... You know, in my mind, I'm thinking usually we we're talking for an hour and a half before we even get to the last scene. <laughs> but I mean, they I think that they the the way the pacing was in this episode, I loved the amount of screen time they gave every scene. And I think that the wedding situation, you know, and, and this is totally apart from book canon. I'm, and I'm sure those things deviate from one another. But from a filmmaking standpoint, from a story pacing standpoint, I really, really enjoyed how they handled all of that with Tyrion getting slightly drunker and with mm. Joffrey kind of being an asshole walking down the aisle. How uh, his, awkward that whole yeah. scene was. Yeah. His little like stab cloak. at the beginning. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. very, very, when, very When he very was well. like, Ned's not here, so here I am instead. I'm mm. the father yeah, of the realm. Yeah, you chopped off his head, you <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was a very beautiful cloak. And I, I just, I don't know. Like, I watched something like this and I remember... It's just a nice little dose. It's like you can get really excited about an episode. And as you're watching it, you're like, this is a very good show. This is why we make a podcast about it. They did a good job. Mm. So that's cool. Yeah, it was very well made. Speaking of cloaks, this is totally off topic and random, but I just have to ask anyone on the podcast panel and everyone who's listening, please tell me that I'm not the only one who thought in the opening scene with uh, or the second opening scene with Danny, Barrison and Jorah when they were wearing those hoods 
that Barrison looked exactly like Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh my god, totally! <laughs> like seriously, I was like, "What is happening?" A little speeder that, with the force field under dude, it. I've thought that since he came back, like since the very really? first, since the very first scene when he comes back. Holy shit! And like, he's a Jedi. Yeah, since he's the, a Jedi. It explains everything. Yeah, it's since the very first scene he like has the hood and he comes back and he kills that mm-hmm. you know to kill the yes. manicure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm disappointed in all of the lovely people that comment on our show. A winner is coming a hype pool across the internet, like Twitter and shit, because no one has said this. No one has said, but it's so obvious. I expected like R two D two to like come up to them in that scene. Like it was insane. Like because I I feel like we didn't really know that they were going to Young Kai. Like I I didn't feel it coming. Um, because I haven't read it, but they were there and they were there and that was great. So they could have been somewhere different this week, and I don't think it would have yeah, felt Tatooine. that foreign, right? So what if, <laughs> what if next, you know, the two in the, in the next two weeks they show up and they're like at Jabba's palace and you know, <laughs> trying to collect bounty on someone? I'm saying obviously this is a joke and it's funny, but I think oh. it's great that Barrison's a Jedi because it goes right back <laughs> to what you're going to hear on Wednesday on our commentary episode when Selmy is like the Selmster when he's like, even now I could cut you down, like like there are pieces of cake or something. <laughs> Like, <laughs> because he has a lightsaber and it goes through their armor. This is perfect. Yes. All right, well, Absolutely. <laughs> Cut you down. And like he's like, that's how he cake. escaped too from King's Landing. He's like, I am not the white cloak you're looking for. Yeah, he just moved his hand. <laughs> he's not the white cloak we're looking for. <laughs> Listen, if, if anything that we're saying right now is own worthy, if you feel like this is necessarily something that you might consider good, if you're a fan of Star Wars um, and or anything that's awesome, maybe you might like it. But I, I have to give my own of the episode to someone that no one likes and Uh-oh. to someone that no one's going to sit at home and write about and cheer about. But I think that it is very clear in this episode from an own standpoint, strictly an own standpoint, that when Joffrey took the stool, <laughs> no one could have done anything. He's the king. So He's, he literally it's 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 a it's a, like a traditional setting you guys have been to things like this now imagine you're the president and you're doing something like this and the president just walks up and takes a stool and he's like say something <laughs> so that's <laughs> yes. my own you you win joffrey that was true i have to say yeah joffrey absolutely and and tywin too had a lot of control in those scenes not in that scene though but i think my favorite uh my, my own has to be a line of of Tyrion's. i had a tough time choosing because they were all so amazing but ultimately i went with i shall build a shrine to myself at the next brothel I visit. Oh my God, I hope he so does good. that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think mine is definitely going to be Cersei for nobody cares what your father once told you for Loras. Oh, that was harsh, but true. That was brilliant. Yeah, nobody cares, Loras. Yeah, no yeah. one cares. My father once told me the moon looks beautiful on the water. No. <laughs> nope. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I tweeted it out earlier, but my own has to go to Tyrion when Sansa turns to him and says, what if I never want to sleep with you? And he just Aww. very casually, very sarcastically says, and so my watch begins. Oh! Yes, that was brilliant. I love that. that Such a brilliant amazing. scene, too. Well, you see, there's a setback when we record these episodes so close to the show airing as we don't get a chance to go back and watch and then later um, pretend like we know everything that happened. So we're kind of prostrating ourselves in front of you, not in a bad way, but in a true, pure family duty honor, uh, family duty honor sort of way. Mm-hmm. 
And um, Tyrion had about a hundred different great things. And I think that Peter Dinklage, if he's listening right now, hats off to you, sir. <laughs> or pants off to you, sir. <laughs> you know, depending on if Sue's hanging out with us. There you go. Speaking of, thank you for coming and, and hanging out for two weeks in a row. I know it's late. That's awesome, though. Thanks for coming. Uh, well, you know. I do. <laughs> um, she's on Twitter. We can just plug her right now. She's Wick underscore Fury, right? No, no, no. That's not you. Yeah, that is. Is that you? Yeah. Rick underscore Fury? Okay. That's me. Who did I, you think I was? I must have got you confused with someone. Somebody else? Marco. There we go. No, I didn't. <laughs> we just casually Fury. throw Marco into every episode. <laughs> we do. Marco, if you're Hello. listening, we miss you, sir. <laughs> I can see how you'd mix me up with that guy from Europe. Yes. Well, that also, you're, you're, you're much on Tumblr nowadays, and hopefully the new Yahoo acquisition of Tumblr today for $1.1 billion <laughs> won't, won't scare you away. You like Yahoo though, right? The yodeling guy? Yeah, I'm not quite so scared, except for the downside is apparently Yahoo doesn't allow porn on any oh, um, anything they own, which damn it. is a problem That's gotta because change. there's a lot of butts on Tumblr and, and Game of Thrones, so I don't know. Mm-mm. I have a problem. Well, if you're into that kind of thing, I'm sure you can find it. Well, you know, but we, we have to be able to post our, our Game of Butts. You know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of nudity on Game of right. Thrones, so... We need to be able to post our boobs, you know, our, our screen caps and whatnot. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's what, you know, strictly from a from a useful point of view. I'm just being practical. Yes. Yeah. It's, course, it's a teaching yeah, totally. thing, right? It's strictly educational. Practical. Strictly educational. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Continuity. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of strictly educational, uh, Game of Owns does have a Twitter account, and it's riddled with lots of different things you can learn about the world. Uh, such as um, our recent tweet we got from Samantha and Nia at Game of Owns. That's it. Just at Game of Owns, which was our last tweet. I just had Short to read that. We retweeted it. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. Lots, <laughs> lots of good things to find on our Twitter account if you guys so wish to follow us. I'll just put like some lemon juice on your screen. Maybe it'll reveal like secret messages. Yeah, and please uh, take photos of you doing that and send it to us at Contact a Game of Owns. It's our email address. So a lot of you guys write in. We actually re- do read all the emails and try to get a chance to reach all of those. And I assume that this Friday we'll probably have another mailbag episode and a lot more of those we'll get caught up with. So send them over. I'm now introducing Micah Sandabom reaching tweets in <laughs> however many seconds or less. <laughs> all right. Uh, Yar. Here they are, the owns of the episode. Andy writes in and says... Samuel Tarley owned blue-eyed white grandpa. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> Poor guy. He was just like, I haven't held a child for the past 20 years. It's been so died. long. Everyone's afraid of me. <laughs> uh, Michael Cerrone writes in, Danny owned the second sons with a fortnight ago. I had no army. A year ago, I had no dragons. You have two days to decide. I think Jay-Z made great. a song about that, yeah, too. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Kristen Krantz says Tyrion owns Sansa's rejection of him. Kristen! Quote, and so my watch begins. So we agree on that, Kristen. Nice job there. Nice job. Uh, Michael Cerrone also uh, gave us another own, says Cersei totally owned Marjorie with, you ever call me sister again, I'll have you strangled in your sleep. (laughs) I've had to tell Eric that like 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Diana tweets in with, with two owns, she says uh, Missande owned Daenerys and her mispronounced Dothraki in such a polite and classy manner that at the same time she also owned everyone else who's tried to own Daenerys and failed. <laughs> wow. And, uh, of course, we could not c- conclude this episode without what could have been the own we all missed when Tyrion says, 
This is from Michelle Muchisi. Then you'll be fucking your own bride with a wooden cock. Wins in my book. Yes. Suck it, Joffrey. Yes. Yeah, I retract my previous own. That was, in fact, the own. <laughs> Those are the owns uh, that we've selected for uh, for this episode, but we'll be sure to include more on uh, on Friday's episode when Eric shall return. And he will read the tweets in who the hell knows how fast. <laughs> Probably like 10 minutes. And you can, of course, visit Hypable.com, which is H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com, where we bring you all kinds of news, not just Game of Thrones, but also... Lots of other shows. I know most stuff is on hiatus right now, but with Game of Thrones off for a week, maybe there's something will ca- catch your interest. You can catch up on uh, your Once Upon a Time genealogy to uh, <laughs> to compare to uh, the complicated Tyrell stuff. <laughs> it's true. And if you miss seeing Hodor this week on the show, I do a podcast with them. Yes, I do. It's really funny. No, it's, it's just, I don't really know how to describe it. It's a show we make together and I'm really terrible about doing plugs, but it's called Two is Company. And we talked about it before. We are on our third episode. By the time you're listening to this, we have made the fourth one. And uh, it's a fun adventure. And it's going to be even more fun. And we've, we're really excited about it. So if you guys are into listening to more podcasts, if Game of Owns three times a week for you is not enough, maybe you could head over to twois.co. That is the web address. And everything that you'll ever need to find is there. So... Get clicking and let me know what you think. It's fun. And of course, you can rate and review them on iTunes, just like you can rate and review Game of Owns on iTunes. So head on over there and make sure you give us five stars. It is still the month of May. Nothing less is acceptable. Or we may threaten you. Well, you like that pun? You like that pun? Threats are coming. The threat is if you don't, I may have to do another pun like this again. Yeah, you know, I was looking through my notes here, and there is something that Stannis said. I don't really know if you consider it an own, um, and I don't know how this will tie to closing out the episode, um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll close it with your out. own. He says, what's one bastard boy against a kingdom? And I said, hmm, I wonder why that was written in there. <laughs> mm. uh-huh. What did you think about? The dude with the curly hair. That's uh. <laughs> you may never know. And if we do find out, we will tell you on Game of Owns, a podcast that you're listening to right now. I'm Zach. I'm Selena. I'm Micah. We know you're the Fury, but you can tell us if you want. This is Fury. Signing off with kind regards. So seriously, Micah, who are you talking about? <laughs> you know nothing, Selena. Oh. <laughs> it's very early. <laughs>